Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Mr Speaker, the budget we present to the Australian people tonight provides cost of living relief that is responsible and affordable and prioritises those most in need. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Tomorrow marks the start of a new month and the new financial year, where a raft of cost-of-living pressure-easing measures were promised to kick in, courtesy of the federal budget. Today, we're getting us across all the ways in which your money might be able to go a bit further in financial year 2023-24, as governments across Australia give and take away come July 1. But first, your news headlines for Friday, June 30. New data from CoreLogic shows an increasing number of Australians are selling properties they bought less than two years ago, many of them at a loss. The Pain and Gain report, which shows whether homeowners have recorded a profit or loss through property sales, revealed that resales were at 8.4% in the March quarter, with the number of loss-making resales tripling from 3% in the December quarter of 2021 to 12.4% in the recent March quarter. Experts say this could be the early signs of mortgage distress, with interest rate rises and cost of living increases putting new homeowners in a position where they're no longer able to afford repayments. Another earthquake has struck Victoria with a 4.6 magnitude tremor shaking the high country overnight. Geoscience Australia reports the quake struck at Rawson, east of Melbourne, at a depth of three kilometres around 1.30 this morning. Locals took to social media to say they felt the earth move. There have been no reports of any damage or injury. The coalition has been warned, bring in younger voters or face decades in the political wilderness. A report from the Centre for Independent Studies details how older Aussies, who are traditionally more conservative, are now passing away, and younger Australians, who are shifting to the right much slower than previous generations as they age, are drifting further and further away from coalition values. The report predicting support for the coalition will fall to just one in three voters by 2040. The coalition is being urged not to simply continue going as they have and appealing to their older base voters to try and find a way to attract younger voters, otherwise it may be more than two decades before they return to power. An officer accused of the shooting death of a 17-year-old during a traffic stop in France has been placed under formal investigation. The shooting has kicked off riots across the country. Those who took to the streets protesting long-standing complaints of police violence and systemic racism within law enforcement. The young victim was of North African descent. The public prosecutor told a news conference that on the basis of evidence gathered, the legal conditions for using a weapon have not been met. In France, being placed under formal investigation is similar to being charged. Legendary singer Madonna has been discharged from hospital after she was found unresponsive and rushed to intensive care. 
The 64-year-old, who'd been in rehearsals for an upcoming tour, had to be intubated for at least one night of her stay in hospital, her manager saying she'd been suffering a serious bacterial infection. Madonna was due to begin her seven-month celebration tour in Canada in just two weeks' time, but has now postponed the shows as she recovers at home with her daughter by her side. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. The start of the financial year means we start to see budget promises in real life. And the last budget was very much focused on how to get Aussies through this time of high inflation and rising costs. We understand that Australians are under the pump right now. And that's why providing responsible, targeted relief is the number one priority in this budget. Our $14.6 billion cost of living plan will provide help with power bills, bring down out-of-pocket health costs, support vulnerable Australians, create more affordable housing and boost wages. One thing that's been difficult for many in recent years has been affording to buy a house and now being able to find a rental property that isn't subject to huge price rises. Well, for renters in Queensland from tomorrow, the government has introduced new legislation that will limit rent increases to once a year. This applies to all new and existing tenancies. For those looking to buy a home for the first time in New South Wales, stamp duty for first home buyers will be scrapped from tomorrow for anyone buying a property up to $800,000. There's then a concessional rate for anyone buying a home up to $1 million. There are also some big changes on the way for first home buyers federally, with the first home guarantee no longer restricted to married or de facto couples or singles. Now, friends, siblings or other family members can get in on that first home and regional first home guarantee, where the federal government acts as a guarantor on up to 15% of your loan. That means you can get a property with as little as a 5% deposit without having to pay lenders mortgage insurance. Professor Fabrizio Carmignani is a professor of economics and dean academic at Griffith Business School. He thinks these changes combined will help alleviate the pressure on Australia's housing market. There is going to be this extension and this is going to facilitate particularly the housing market. There are also provisions that are different across the states in terms of stamp duty exemptions, which come into effect from the 1st of July, will add to the facilitations, if you want, for first-home buyers. So again, we are looking at a package here that has, in some sense, a clear connection to a situation that we are experiencing in Australia, which is the situation of housing becoming less and less affordable. So a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Moving into aged care and from tomorrow, at least one registered nurse will be required in an aged care facility 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There will be some facilities who are exempt. For example, those who are located alongside an existing health service where there are nurses on duty and in regional and remote areas where recruiting a registered nurse might not be that easy. Aged care workers are also set for a 15% pay rise. But does that go far enough for a sector that has traditionally been low paid? The increase in wage is a nominal increase. And of course, the point of this nominal increase is about offsetting the impact of the increase in consumer prices that we have experienced over the last 12 months. 
this increase of 15% is certainly an important step to help workers in the sector deal with the increased cost of living, particularly for the sector. There is a situation that has been accumulating over time, a situation in terms of reduced purchasing power of their salary. So this 15% increase is a step, is an important one that goes towards re-establishing the purchasing power of salaries that has declined not just in the last few months, but I would say for a longer period of time. So it's a good measure. Might not be completely re-establishing the entire purchasing power that has been lost over time, but it's definitely a step in the right direction and something that will help workers in the sector at this particular point in time. Electricity prices are about to go up too. The Australian Energy Regulator confirmed a jump of between 20 and 25% from July 1, with the hike set to impact mostly those in South Australia, Queensland and New South Wales. So how is the government helping those who can't possibly absorb that in their already tight budgets? Well, certainly there is an energy bill relief package that has been put forward and that will come into action for eligible households, which are primarily households at the lower end of income distribution. There is a rebate that is of, say, $500 for small businesses. The rebate is a bit higher, $650. So again, it's a measure that makes sense in the context of the current situation that we're experiencing. We have to remember that the current inflation episode that we have been experiencing for the last 12 months or so has been initially driven by a global increase in energy prices. Energy has gone up everywhere in the world. And it is certainly one of the items that households in particular are feeling the most. So this type of intervention certainly helps. Again, one can wonder whether this is enough, whether more could be done. And it's always a little bit the question that we have when we are dealing with inflation. But I think it's a good a starting point, particularly when considered in the context of other measures that will come into effect, including, for instance, the reduction in the cost of childcare. So for households that are more vulnerable economically and for small businesses, this rebate is a good way to deal with the current situation. For parents, there are a couple of ways in which the government is helping you stay afloat during this cost of living crisis. From tomorrow, for those whose little one hasn't quite arrived yet, paid parental leave has been changed, so instead of 18 weeks, you can now take 20 weeks leave with a combined family limit of $350,000. That is essentially what I would call a strengthening of parental leave provisions. And this is an important point in general terms, in terms of, you know, from a society point of view, but also it's a way to help families deal with the cost of childcare because with more parental leave, there should be less need for childcare or that could be postponed over time. So the increase in the provisions for parental leave are to some extent part of the response to the increased cost of living. And I would say more generally, they are part of a improved approach, a societal approach to the well-being of families. It is part of a way to support young families and families that to some extent might have experienced greatest difficulties in dealing with the current increase in the cost of living. What I like, I have to say, about this situation is the combination of different measures across the spectrum in order to provide support that hopefully will be received, particularly by those that are in great need. 
it is good, in my opinion, to have not just one single measure in place to deal with the increased cost of living, but to have this combined set of measures from energy to child care to parental leave to small businesses in order to try and reach out to a broader spectrum of the society and the economy. If your family earns under $530,000, your CCS or childcare subsidy will increase. While there are measures in place for some of the changes happening across Australia from tomorrow, there are some things that aren't, like the expected increase in telco bills, with Telstra announcing increases to both their mobile and broadband services. Those companies who resell the Telstra network, like Boost, will have to pass on some of those price rises too. Optus announced earlier this month that some of their prices are increasing by as much as 60%, and Vodafone says they'll be upping their charges by $5 a month. Victorians will now also be subject to a windfall gains tax. But it's not all doom and gloom. It's good news for Kiwis, for example, who've been living here for more than four years. From tomorrow, they can now apply for Australian citizenship directly. You'll also have more super paid into your account by your employer, with all employees now entitled to 11% of their salary. For those struggling with their mental health not responding to existing medications, the TGA decision to allow authorised psychiatrists to prescribe psychedelic drugs starts on July 1. And just in case you were planning on getting some work done, the new rules for cosmetic surgery also kick in tomorrow, meaning you'll now have to get a referral from your GP to see a cosmetic surgeon and have at least two preoperative consultations. While we hope the new financial year lands very much in your favour, Fabrizio says the cost of living crisis won't be over in the near future. Well, inflation has proved to be more resilient than what we thought. While the peak of inflation probably is past and we should have gone over the peak earlier in the year, bringing inflation down to target, which is not 2 to 3%, is proving more difficult than what we thought. Partly because the global shocks that have caused this inflationary episode are more persistent than what we thought. Unfortunately, the war in Ukraine continues and this has a huge impact on energy prices. Global supply chains have been disrupted for longer and it's taken longer than what we thought to rebuild them. And there are also some domestic factors in Australia that are contributing to inflation being quite resilient. At the same time, there are positive signs looking ahead. So inflation will continue to decline through 2023. It will not go back to target in 2023 for sure. So we have to expect an inflation rate a bit higher than what we would normally want throughout 2023 and well into 2024. But the trend is favorable. The trend is declining. That's encouraging. The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon.